To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Former Prime Minister and Constitution expert Sir Geoffrey Palmer met the Queen on a number of occasions. Very kindly, he's agreed to join us and is on the line. Sir Geoffrey Palmer, a very good afternoon to you. Hi. Hello, how are you? We are, well, we're well. We're fair, I think we feel a wee bit melancholic, and I'm sure you do too. What were your dealings with the Queen like, Sir Geoffrey? Well, uh, they, were, they were extensive, because mm. um, I, I met her at first when uh, the first period of the Labour government, and uh, then uh, the second period, uh, when, uh, when I was Prime Minister, she was here for three weeks. Right. It was the 150th celebration. Ah. of New Zealand uh, under the Treaty of Waitangi. Right. Was she familiar yeah. with it? Was she was she familiar with the treaty? Did she have some sort of yes, you know, a pretty comprehensive great, under- uh, She had great understanding of it. She, mm. um, uh, when we were at Waitangi uh, uh, on the treaty grounds, and there was quite a lot of um, uh, agitation going on, mm. uh, the Bishop Burke spoke uh, directly to the government and said that they should be doing more to honour the treaty. And the Queen leaned over to me and said, uh, you'd better answer him. <laughs> I read my speech in advance. Yeah. And so I did answer him. And um, uh, that uh, that was very interesting. She she was a person who took enormous pains to know, to be fully briefed on everything she did and everyone she met. Uh, and she was a, a, a fountain of knowledge about how uh, the the diplomatic process worked. Mm. She'd met every political leader mm. uh, almost from year dot. Mm. Mm. Did you get to talk to her on a more personal basis? Like, did you have uh, a casual conversation with her or was it fairly formal? Yes, I, I did talk to her about, for example, she told me in one conversation I had with her that she didn't think it was appropriate to... to abdicate and mm. she never did abdicate no she took kept on going until a very advanced age and i must say i admired the stoicism that that entails because the amount of pressure that these people are under they're constantly in the public eye it's an enormously uh, uh, debilitating thing to experience and she she's not like a politician who is under that sort of scrutiny because politicians come and go, but the Queen went on forever. What sort of hold do you think she will leave in the royal family, Sir Geoffrey? Well, I, I mean, the royal family is a pretty enduring institution. I, what I think is that this is the end of, a, of an era. I mean, she, uh, it's, a, it's a second Elizabethan age, because if you think the first Queen Elizabeth ruled from 1558 to 1603, that's quite a long time. But mm. The second Elizabethan age uh, has lasted even longer, and I think, I think the future has has developed enormously since she ascended the throne. And the whole world is quite different. The whole, all the countries that are part of her realm are different. Uh, they have different aspirations, and 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 everything has changed. Mm. And yet, she has been the one constant thing throughout that period. I mean. She has marked from the transformation of the British Empire to the Commonwealth uh, and beyond. You're, I mean, you're very familiar with this. You're very, very educated on the royal family and the monarch. 
I wonder there's so many calls, seems to be everywhere you turn these days, there is a Commonwealth country saying we want to become a republic. Australia, New Zealand have toyed with the idea. And Do you think there will be a day when, when New Zealand does become a republic? I do think that, uh, and I think it's inevitable. Mm. Um, and it won't hurt the Commonwealth at all because the majority of the Commonwealth nations are, in fact, republics. Mm. Uh, it's only the few old ones like uh, uh, Australia and New Zealand um, that, that remain, uh, and Canada, of course, that, that remain uh, um, uh, where the Queen is the head of state. And, of course, in a d- d- democracy, the head of state uh, must always act on the advice of responsible ministers. So the Queen is the Queen of New Zealand under a New Zealand statute, and she has to take uh, the advice of a New Zealand minister about what to do in relation to signing bills and that sort of thing into law. She's part of the New Zealand Parliament, uh, the House of Representatives, and, and the uh, monarch, uh, the sovereign, uh, it equals Parliament. Mm. Uh, and Parliament has the power to make law. So, uh, I mean, it is the monarchy is at the centre of our institution, but that doesn't mean it can't be altered. Mm. I do think that there are problems in having a head of state who has lived so far away, and and it's often there is often confusion dealing with other countries as to what the role of the Governor General here is, because if the Queen of New Zealand is the Queen. What's the Governor-General doing turning up overseas? Mm. There have been problems, in my experience, with that in the past. Mm. Yeah, but is being a republic the solution? Well, I think uh, you've got to have the ability to have uh, a centre of of what I would call national unity, Mm. uh, prestige, and uh, beginning the nation together. And I think that's much easier to do from within the country than for without it. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't think this needs to happen quickly, uh, and, and I don't think it needs very much uh, in the way of alteration. I think the way in which the Governor-General is appointed, I think the Governor-General functions very well here. Uh, one scholar described the existing arrangement as a de facto republic, uh, because uh, and, and to some extent there's, there's, there's truth in that. Uh, it's a disguised republic now, mm. um, but but uh, in fact, the the idea of having a head of state is essential. And as long as the governor general remains above politics, but carries out all the functions that the queen uh, has been yeah. charged with, uh, I don't think there would be. I don't. Uh, I do not think it would be a wise thing to elect a president here at all. Mm. No, I agree with that. And a staunch monarchist. I, I, so who would appoint them then? ...political capture. And there needs to be a lot of mature reflection and a lot of thought given to it before anything is done. Well, who would appoint the president? Well, it would be done by the parliament, I think, right. mm. on, on a free vote. Right. So, Geoffrey, on a, on a different note, did you... I mean, the Queen was famous for her wit. Did you ever experience that? Oh, Yes. The Queen was. I I went to a, a, a Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting once in in uh, Malaysia in 1990, mm-hmm. and um, and at that meeting we just had the most fearful session, big fuss uh, uh, between um, 
the Prime Minister of Canada and Mrs. Thatcher, uh, and uh, because the um, Mrs. Thatcher had attacked something the Commonwealth had, had done about South Africa. She didn't agree with it. And the Canadian Prime Minister said, in Canada, we don't make a, an agreement at five and repudiate it at six and called the Commonwealth into session again. And I was the first head of government to see the Queen after that, and I had to brief her on it. And she, she really did need to know about it, and she was very interested in it. And she had some pretty choice remarks about, uh, about it, and uh, I won't share those with you. But uh, nevertheless, she, she, had a, she used to see you in, in private, in, in sort of glasses that look a bit like those barristers' glasses where you put your eye over the top of them. And, and, and she had some very interesting observations to make. She was a person who was extremely full of insight. Yeah, that's one. You really get that impression. So, Jeffrey, we've enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for your experiences uh, and mentioning it, all that on our show. Very grateful for your time. Yeah. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy, <laughs> love it. Right. <laughs> Sir Jeffrey Palmer, former Prime Minister. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.